the Cryptic Coffee Podcast. Bonus episode. The story of Jimmy C. Welcome. This is going to be a bonus uh, episode. So the whole reason we even got into this topic, the whole not person, not people thing, it's our little friend. We've mentioned him on the podcast. Uh, I'd like to finally introduce our friend Jimmy C. Now, most people who are into this type of paranormal stuff might have heard of Jimmy C. A lot of people have not. He's not that of a famous like character, I'd say. The thing is, like, even if you don't know the name Jimmy C, you've probably heard of an instance of a Jimmy C. He's been referenced a lot, and you've heard of like a type of Jimmy C. Uh, Spray Springs episode. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy C is he. I think he should be more canon. He is basically like the main character of the not people like category. Although I. Some people might disagree. They might say, like, uh, lizard people or, like, men in black. Yeah. I fully think it's Jimmy C. The thing, too, is, like, even if you don't, like, said, even if you don't know what Jimmy C is, um, there's been, like, moments when you might have, like, thought about it or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, uh, before I knew the name Jimmy C, I wrote a story about a Jimmy C type character for high school, for English class. We had to write stories, and Mike, the character, you know, the, the, the way I had written this character, it was basically after you told me the name and explained it, I was like, I fucking wrote this guy in fucking high school. Yeah, he he's almost like a trope. It's like a type of character that yeah. I at least a lot of people have thought of. If you're a creative type, if you've thought of like creating an interesting character, you've thought of a type of uh, Jimmy C type of character. A mysterious person that knows a lot of things, knows shit about you that you probably don't know, yeah. like that you he shouldn't know, and it freaks you out. That's basically what this story is. It's a very like uh, popular thing on Reddit. It Funny enough, the reason this story even exists. So the original person who wrote this, he deleted the comment. He deleted their account. From my understanding, the only reason this story exists is because one person, this is the most Reddit thing ever. They forgot to like, uh, what's it called? Refresh their web page. So oh, they so. open their laptop. They have a tab open. And you know how when you have sometimes like a hundred tabs open, yeah. motherfucker, you're like a horror on the internet. They didn't update this tab, and the story was still there. So they were able to copy and paste the whole story and save it, basically. Oh, Otherwise, nice. this story would not exist. It would be gone. No. Just one person, lazy motherfucker, decided not to refresh <laughs> or just keep the tab to the side. And this is why we have Jimmy C. So this is basically uh, what the story is. It was on Ask Reddit, our fucking uh, playground. Yeah. And basically that type of same question. What's the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you? Blah, 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 blah. I don't really know the exact question, but here's this guy's answer. I met a man once who knew everything about me and said he, that he had jumped off the San Francisco Bridge many years ago, even though I met him in Tybee Island, Georgia. Kind of weird. Eh, very far from each other. This has haunted me for a long time. I was about 19 or 20 at the time. And I was living in Savannah, Georgia. I drank a lot. <laughs> That's a great way to start. Yeah. Let me tell you this 100% true story. First of all, I used to drink a lot. <laughs> I drank a lot. I even had a fake uh, crappy ID. I worked this terrible job as a grunt laborer. The kind where you go to those temp labor agencies like Able Body and labor, labor Finders. Do you know anyone that's ever done that? Or have you guys ever done that? Uh, I kind of, um, back when I was doing, a, I was helping remodel a, a store in uh, Whittier. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I still don't want to mention the name of the place I work. But um, I get there and I tell the peop the cashiers, hey, I'm here to help with the remodeling tonight. And they just tell me, go find someone. What the fuck? <laughs> so I end up finding these people from people ready. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just standing there like, look like looking for any sign of management or employee. And this guy walks to me. He's like, hey, we're here with people ready. Um, do you know what's going on? And I'm like, no. He's like, okay, cool. You're going to be with us. And just 
end up helping remodel the whole store. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't find out until about maybe f- uh, five to six hours into the shift. I was not supposed to be with them. I was supposed to be with the, the actual team from the store. Oh, my God. But my first interaction, go find somebody. Well, someone found me and... Yeah. There was a guy who did not forgive me for that. So, yeah, you were an employee for the actual company of the yeah. store getting remodeled. You ended up working with the fucking contractors <laughs> that the store hired. It oh, was that um, sucks. It was like a like a, one of those temp NGCs where, like, they just send people where they need them. Yeah. And, yeah, it just fucking happened. I ended up working with them for, like, the whole shift. <laughs> one of the guys was so fucking mad at me. Like, the people from, like, the actual team was, like, so fucking mad at me. And I was like, hey, look, your fucking employee told me to go find somebody. I f- somebody found me, and they put me to work. So what the fuck do you think I was going to be doing? Exactly, right? That's such a f- shitty way to, like, yeah, just go go find some someone. You'll you'll find your way. <laughs> it's like your first fucking day too, dude. I um I I didn't know the store. I had a drive there. I fucking out of the goodness of my heart. Uh, store manager comes up. It's like, hey, uh, this store needs somebody. Uh, needs help. Are you willing to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. I'll do it. I mean, y'all need some. Like the thing is, I'm very like, if you need somebody, chances are I'll probably help you out if I can. Yeah. So then he's like, hey, if you need somebody, can you do it? Yeah. Fuck it. I'll do it. Get there. Go find somebody. That's fu- that's <laughs> fucked up, dude. Seriously, yeah. Temp agencies are not. It's a very depressing place to be. I've never worked one, but I know several people that yeah. have. I almost did. I was desperate for a job at one point. I was literally about to uh, go to one. Yeah. You. There's no job security. You just don't know where you're gonna work. Yeah. I hate like not knowing what I'm gonna do. I I'm the type of person where I kind of like uh, where I'm like I have a routine. Yeah. I know what I'm gonna do. I know what needs to be done. Blah blah blah. I, I also did remodeling for some stores. Uh, uh, I'll say it, Target. Yeah. I was uh, on the remodeling team for Target. I hated that because I never knew what I was going to do on that particular day. I'd be driving to work like, wonder what they're going to have us do. It might be an easy day. It might be a hard fucking day. We might be doing like a lot of lifting. I hate not knowing, basically. Yeah. My body's not ready. I have to like prepare myself to what we're going to fucking do. So the mental fucking games I'm having in my brain, that's basically a temp agency times 100. You literally don't even know where you're going to work. <laughs> they put you, for the most part, they tend to put you in like factory jobs where you're just doing like one task, like a canning factory or a fish uh, factory or like whatever, where you're just doing that one thing or you're picking this, like what you've seen on like videos of like factory workers where you're wearing like a mask and everything yeah. and just pick this, pick this, pick this, put it in a box, blah, 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 that type of shit. That's where you get fucking carpal tunnel, bro, where your fucking <laughs> fingers just like they get stuck and shit yeah yeah temp agencies not fun so that's where our friend is basically i'd show up at 4 a.m work until 5 p.m and drink myself to sleep after uh only taking home maybe 60 dollars for the day that's also another part that sucks you don't get the pay tends to suck a lot it's literally bare minimum wage for the most part i was supposed to go into work this particular morning but i decided to skip I call my girlfriend and tell her I want to go to the beach. Tybee Beach, to be specific. I had already started drinking. Brother, you are in a bad fucking situation. (laughs) Calling off work and drinking during the morning. That is fucked. She comes over. We hop in my big, ugly van, pack up some rods, and head up to the beach. I decided to have a drink across from the beach at this little bar. This is where the story gets interesting. Shortly after ordering my drink... I get this really weird feeling. I became hyper aware of my surroundings. The door opens and I see this guy walk in out of my peripheral vision. There was a seat between me and my girlfriend, but the bar was empty. Obviously, it's 9am. Who the fuck is at the bar right now except you, sir? It's 9am and he could have a seat anywhere else. Yet, he chooses to sit right between me and my girl. Then he starts doing this thing with his fingers. The bar top was reflective. And he takes his fingers like like as if they're two little legs and he just starts walking with them or skating on top of the counter. I've done that. You guys ever were in school bored as fuck? Yeah. Just pretend to like uh, ice skate with your fingers yeah. or just walk. I think everyone uh, can relate to that. And he knows. He, he admits it. This isn't something out of the ordinary. But I took notice because when I was in school, I did that all the time. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling his story for him. Yeah. I pretended I had rollerblades on my fingers and that I was skating around my desk. I hated school and was always distracting myself. So I became kind of mesmerized for some reason. That's when he looks at me 
and this really kind of Germanic or Nordic accent, he says. I'm not even going to try to replicate a Germanic or Nordic accent. I'm sorry, guys. But he says, I notice you're a man who pays attention to detail. I'm also a man who pays attention to detail. I'm somewhat of a scientist myself, (laughs) basically is what (laughs) he says. Now, before I continue, I have to describe this guy. He had this short, spiky hair that was bleached at the tips, kind of like a late 90s style. If you're a younger listener, just think of Guy Fieri. That's exactly. Back in the 90s, early 2000s, a lot of people had that hairstyle. It was was very common. It was a big thing. Fucking Justin Timberlake had that shit. I was going to make the same comment. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Zeus had the same thing. No, he did not. No, I did. No, he did not. I did have spiky hair in middle school. Can you imagine with spiky hair? I've always had spiky hair. I had the spikiest hair. I had fucking moco y gorilla shit. Yeah. Gorilla's not. My hair's curly, so I can't even get it to like stay up. Same. My hair's like drop. My hair is a weird curly. It's not like uh, like where it makes circles. Wavy. It has to be long and then it gets kind of curly. Yeah. Wavy. Yeah, probably is the best way to describe it. He had really expensive clothes on, like a nice Prada leather jacket. Hmm. (laughs) Nice designer jeans, really nice boots, probably red. He doesn't say. (laughs) He seemed like a kind of gay guy. (laughs) He said he wrote this. Seemed like a kind of gay guy with awesome fashion sense and really distinctive taste. I always remember this because I think to myself, some weird homeless crazy guy couldn't have afforded those clothes. Anyway, the other thing that stuck out was his eyes. They were piercing gray. It reminded me of like a husky's eyes, but his pupils just stayed this disturbing pinpoint size. They were just extremely small, which causes look to be kind of terrifying. To be fair, that could also be context. I mean, if you're wearing the fucking uh, spiky frosted hair, you're probably also with the, the context. Yeah. Do you guys remember going into like the swap meet and seeing those fucking like contacts like for sale? Yeah, like they shit. gave you a shitty little box with like some kind of water like thing. You probably got pink eye if you wore them. <laughs> yeah, it was always next to the piercings and, and shit. And it was some crazy designs too. It was like red eyes. There was like star designs and stuff like that. So that's what I, that's where me personally I'm thinking where our friend yeah, is. Ha- haven't they stopped selling those though? Yeah, I think could, those are illegal now. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it it could make people blind, right? Yeah, a lot of things have been made illegal. Like, do you guys remember um, synth like the synthetic like weed substitutes that they used to sell at gas stations? Yeah. And s- <laughs> no. No, I I never heard of that. Yeah, before weed, before marijuana became legal in California, well, before the whole. Back then, it used to be like a loophole. You used to get like a medical card, and then you could go to like specific places. Now it's basically legal here in California. You could just buy weed whenever you want out of like a, a proper place. Before that, back when it was still like hush hush and you, it was still kind of like illegal, gas stations used to sell like this synthetic, like, I don't know what the fuck it was. It, it wasn't a plant. It felt like a plant. Yeah. It felt like weed, but it wasn't. That shit got you so high. <laughs> that shit didn't get you high. That shit would probably like take you into another universe. I think they were selling DMT, honestly. <laughs> that shit was the weirdest thing. I'm pretty sure at least 40 people got cancer from that. And now it's it's completely illegal. You can't uh, find that anywhere else. I'm pretty sure that's what happens to the, the contacts as well. I'm pretty sure you can't sell that shit anymore. Going back to our uh, friend, his teeth were normal but not at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. They were sharper than they should be, as if they were filed slightly. Another possible thing for a friend that uh, has fucking spiky hair and contacts. His hands were normal, but his fingernails were slightly long and pointed, as if he deliberately did it. Another thing that we probably all saw in, in school. Um, I used to know a guy... Don't lie, Jose. You were that guy. No, I was not that guy. (laughs) Um, Fucking, this guy's annoying as shit to me nowadays, but I remember being friends with him. And he did that, uh, like, filing your nails to have, like, the the pointed tips. You had little claws, basically. Yeah. Oh, that also happened around the same time as, like, the Twilight movies, too. So you had a lot of fucking wannabe vampire people. Uh, (laughs) He kept licking his teeth, too, as if they were salivating. 
The thing about this guy is that you look at him and everything seems normal, but off at the same time. So you're questioning if you're crazy for thinking this. This guy then begins to start talking about the relationship between me and my girlfriend. But really strangely, he's talking about how beautiful she is and how I should pay more attention to her. I was kind of a dick to her. No, I, I, I wouldn't have picked that up. Day drinking, calling off work. <laughs> you seem like a really stand-up guy, bro. Shortly after he began talking like this, I had this almost knowing feeling come over me. Like I knew this guy and he was not human. I look at my girlfriend and say, you need to leave. She just kind of looks at me and like she knows too. Without a word of protest, she gets up quietly and leaves. Later, I learned that she went next door to get a coffee. That's when this guy literally says to me with the utmost confidence, you were supposed to go fishing today. He points at the beach across the street. If you had, I would have drowned you in that ocean. And I shit you not, he fucking hissed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Again, for some reason, this overwhelming calm had come over me. I just ask, who are you? He answers back with this crazy guttural language, like Akbak. But it was really long. It sounded Arabic or Hebrew or something. I just, for some reason, without skipping a beat, and I have no idea why I was so calm to this day, ask, Say it in a way I can understand. This motherfucker's having like a fucking mental like battle with this dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, you can call me Jimmy C. I jumped off the San Francisco bridge years ago and we've been watching you. This is where that creeped me out. When he said we, that reminds me of like some Ermac shit from Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Look, I'm telling you right now, I'm getting goosebumps. Listen to this shit. Dude, when whenever they refer, it's one person, and they refer to themselves as we, uh-uh, <laughs> I'm fucking out, bro. I jumped off the San Francisco Bridge years ago, and we've been watching you. From there on out, he never referred to himself as me, or I, but only we. The conversation became very strange after this. He was saying things like, we see you taking a bath. We wish we could feel the warmth of the water and the comfort of the steam. He kept buying me drinks too, specifically whiskey sours. It was like he had an endless supply of money. He smoked Marlboro uh, ultralight cigarettes. I guess the devil has fucking brand <laughs> deals. <laughs> Motherfucker, anyone can get sponsored these days. Yeah. Smoking Marlboro lights. Apparently he likes whiskey sours. I, I wouldn't have taken the devil for a whiskey sour type of guy. I thought he'd be like an old fashioned type of guy. Or, to like trip you out, a mojito. <laughs> yeah. Either something classic or something completely off to the side. The devil pulls up to the bar. Bloody Mary, please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Something really off the side. After I don't know how long, because I lost sense of time, kind of, I told him I'm going to leave. I walk next door, I get my girlfriend, and she's stone silent. We start driving home. Don't say a word. Then I just ask. Do you know what that was? And she just says, That was a demon. This girl had parents that were scientists. She was really analytical, completely non-religious, and that was the first thing that she said. That's the first thing that came out of her mouth. Now, I didn't say this part before, because to me, this is the most important aspect of the story, so I'll say it now, because it's what happened after this that screwed me up for fucking years. The last thing this Jimmy C guy said to me before I left is this. Look at my car. I look outside to see one of those newer Volkswagen Beetles. It was white. What does it say on the license plate? I look at the plate and it literally says fierce. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the devil has fucking character. <laughs> He's got style and he has custom plates. For real. <laughs> He looks me dead in the eyes and says, the next time you see me, I'll be driving a black Mercedes and the license plate will say Utopia. Stupid, right? That night, I was still calm. I don't know why. I felt like that guy on, on office space after his uh, hypnotherapist died right in front of him and he was weirdly in Zen. Office space? Is that a show or something? Yeah. Okay, never mind. That's why I probably didn't understand what the fuck I was reading. But my girlfriend started 
started having terrible nightmares of this guy, his head just staring at her in her dreams. Weeks went by, and that's when the encounter started affecting me. I found myself becoming paranoid about that black fucking Mercedes. And it's not like that's not an uncommon color. Yeah. You can see a black Mercedes just turning your head to the left. <laughs> Shit, that's a wall. Anyway. <laughs> Every black car I saw, I checked if it was a Mercedes. If it was, I immediately looked at the license plate. I started doing it when I watched TV, when I saw movies as well. I couldn't stop. Now, I'm going to fast forward a bit. About 10 years go by. I'm 29. When I'm alone, when I'm drinking, I often think about this encounter. I still look at black Mercedes every time they pass, but I'm not so anxious about it anymore. More as I am curious. And then I remember that my girlfriend at the time always kept a journal. By now, I'm pretty sure that I'm insane. Maybe I was drunk. Maybe I'll not remember any of this correctly. After years of trying to find news articles of a Jimmy C that committed suicide on the San Francisco Bridge, looking at black cars and so on, I feel like I'd grown out of it. I mean, it is it has been 10 years. Yet, I still had to know. So last year, I tracked down my ex-girlfriend. We ended on bad terms. <laughs> I found out she's a school teacher in Wisconsin. She has mar- She's a married woman and is actually trying to have a child. I figure she's not going to talk to me, but I send her a a Facebook message anyways. I ask her if she can find the journal from that day, because I have to know if her events line up with mine. Sure enough, she had it, and it contained even more detail than what I remembered, because she had literally written it at the coffee shop next door right after it happened. Here's what she sent me. Now we're reading what the notebook says. Yeah. Notes on what happened at Tybee Island, Georgia, on the first Tuesday of December 20, 2005. Drove there during the day, and the sunshine was getting me down. Kept thinking about how earlier I had gone to our friend's house. It doesn't say his name. After waking up there, and he woke up early. Took a shower, came back, and woke me up. Acted very sweet. Then I went home, took a shower, came back to go with him to Tybee. And he had gotten drunk already and was teasing me. God damn, bro. (laughs) He said, oh, I just had a drink. Nah, this dude was full-blown drunk already, 9 a.m. Jesus. Being sort of an ass. Hmm, Typical. Only sort of. Sort of, yeah. Hmm. I even threatened to go home once, but I stayed, feeling that I I really should go to Tybee with him. But I I was excited to show Tybee to Will during the day since I knew it well, and he'd never seen it. Oh, so his name is Will. He talked about how it reminded him of his childhood as we drove through the salt marshes over bridges. Got to Tybee. He wanted to get a couple beers, even though we had rum in the trunk. God damn. My man. Fully loaded. He just keep that thing on him, I guess. <laughs> keep that... <laughs> Like that one guy that has like a strap for uh, his Tabasco sauce. <laughs> yeah. Well, really the back of the van, <laughs> not even a trunk. The first bar t- we went to, uh, carded. He had a fake ID, so we left. Remarking that everyone in the place had given us strange looks as soon as we walked in. Went over to Fanny's a couple of doors down. That is the name of the bar where everything happens. Yeah. All in the area of the beach by the pier. I decided I didn't want beer after all and told the women I'd just like a glass of water. Will had a PBR. Only cost a dollar. Damn. <laughs> Noticed the VW Beetle, white, parked outside when I came in, but did not see Jimmy enter. Will pointed out a man sitting one stool down from me, drumming his fingers strangely on the stainless steel bar. More like dancing with his nails stretching his long fingers thought immediately that he was gay (laughs) both people think this motherfucker is gay just because of how he's dressed will and i watched and talked in whispers about it for a while and whispered about it for a while for a few minutes before the stranger spoke he first talked about how i had noticed him dancing with his nails he then looked at his nails surprised and said that they look like shit i laughed Getting a weird feeling about the guy. 
He then spoke about how it's important to notice details, and he likes it when people pay attention. That he pays attention to everything. He knows that I do too. His eyes, blue-gray. He has blonde hair and a narrow pointed nose above pale lips that cover a crook that cover crooked teeth. Not very white, almost like fangs. His teeth are all I can look at until I look at him in the eye. Something something I normally won't do until I know a person at least a little. And he seems to evade me. He asks if I love Will. Doesn't use his name or mine. Without hesitation, I nod and say yes. He asks Will, do you love her? And he looks uncomfortable and laughs a little bit. Says, yeah, I guess so. Come on, dude. <laughs> Brother. <sighs> I, I really don't. I'm trying to root for our guy, but no. Hey, look, I'm going to give nothing doubt just to say that he was in a bad place. He, yeah, it definitely seems like he was in a bad place. Yeah, I guess so. Then the guy says that I'm beautiful. That if Will won't love me unconditionally as I do him, someone else will. Apparently, Jimmy C was right. <laughs> he touches my hair and says that I am a creature of God. He then tells us that he walked three miles up and down the beach and it sucked said some things about God's green earth, told a story about a scorpion that asked a fraud for a ride across a river. Oh, I know that story. <laughs> that story? Everyone knows that story by now. Who then stung the, stung the frog, told the frog that it was his nature, and then they both enjoyed their last minutes of life because they both would then die. He told Will he knew him, and he kept trying to get to him through me. He'd say, I'm not hitting on your girl but continually told me I was beautiful. He tried to piss uh, Will off, kept saying that he knew him, said that he is in his room at night. He's what crawls on Will's back. God damn, this is more detail. The demons on his back. Yeah. Told Will his glasses, the aviator sunglasses that I gave him, were cheap, <laughs> that my glasses were perfect because I see through them rather than hide behind them. God, that, <laughs> if someone told me that, I'd cry. I'm not even going to lie. That's some deep shit right there. The thing, too, is um, I don't know if anyone's been watching Sandman. This man reminds me of the Corinthian. Just like yes, I could see that. Dude, if someone just, like, at a bar, too, at 9 a.m., that's, that's too much wisdom. It's too early for too much wisdom. Yeah. You're hiding behind your glasses, goddamn. Then he said that I was perfection, that I was one step away from becoming myself. Earlier, he talked about fashion, thought my glasses might be Armani, said Prada was his favorite person, when I noticed that his orange leather jacket had a red rectangle of fabric on it, on the left breast, and it said Prada. He said to Will that he knew who he was, to which Will replied that he knew who he was. <laughs> I can just imagine Will drunk as fuck. Yeah, I know who you are too, bitch. <laughs> you might. As of right now, I'm imagining some for some reason these people, these two, uh, Will and his girlfriend had completely different interactions. Yeah. And to be fair, Will was drunk. Yeah. What we read Will's uh, interaction first. It makes him seem more of a main character. Yeah. And this seems like more of an objective, like what actually happened from his yeah. girlfriend's point of view. And a lot of things that Will said happened don't really match up with her. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see where Will kind of misremembers because he was drunk. The stranger left to go to his car to get money for more drinks. He'd offered to buy us all a shot of tequila and already bought Will a beer. As he walked out, he pointed to the license plate. His car was the white beetle outside. The license plate read Fierce. While he was gone, Will asked me if I knew who the man was. I nodded, saying I had an idea. Yeah, but you think you're crazy every time you think about it, don't you? I was thinking the man was the devil or something close. Then I wrote, I missed some things. Here they are. I think this is like an update from the girl. Yeah. When asked where he was from, he didn't answer. We thought he could have been from Tybee, but he said he didn't live there. Asked him where he lived, and he just started talking about his other car, a Mercedes-Benz, with a plate that said Utopia. Asked if he lived in his car, and he said no. Utopia's doors are closed to me. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, heaven is close to him. Yeah. I, yeah. That's kind of a weird thing. Guy's just speaking in like, uh, 
let's call it encode, basically, for the most part. Will asked him where he learned all that he was talking about. He said he could speak five languages, English being the most important because it is trained and often spoke in few sentences in a language I could not recognize. He said he had lived in San Francisco where he jumped off a bridge and died. This is the point where I told her, now we're back to Will. This is not no longer yeah. the, the email from uh, the girl's journal. This is the point where I told her to leave. That's when he said he would have drowned me in the ocean. Started referring to himself as we and finally told me that the next time I would see him, it would be in that black Mercedes. When I read that she had written literally that day, I knew I wasn't just imagining the details wrong. That this actually happened. This is probably the single most frustrating and scary thing that has ever happened to me. I want to imagine it's just a normal crazy guy, but unless you saw it and felt it and heard him talk about all the little details of what you were supposed to do that day when you only knew only you knew it. You you just can't understand the impact of it. It's been 10 years, and my only solace really is that my ex-girlfriend was there to corroborate. That communication where I reached out to her actually caused us to be on good terms again after a decade. It seems to have been something that bothered her just as much as it bothered me. And still to this day, even though I'm living 10,000 miles away in Southeast Asia, I can't stop looking for that car. I can't stop thinking about Jimmy C's twisted face. I wonder if he still crawls on my back and if the fear I feel at night, often to where I must drink myself to sleep or find a one-night stand just so I ha don't feel alone, is him or them watching me. And that, my friends, is the story of Jimmy C. That is one of the craziest like encounters of a, like a not person or just yeah. meeting the devil in person. He knows so many like small details about you, what you were supposed to do. And then he just talks in like in tongues to begin with. Yeah. Then he talks in code. Yeah, Utopia's doors are closed to me. What the fuck do you mean? What the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> See, the thing too is, um, so I guess refer referencing Sandman here. Yeah. Um, people who know me have actually reached out to me. It's like, hey, you watch Sandman? Because I love the graphic novel. I love Sandman. I have a tattoo of Morpheus. Yeah. So um, I've actually been I've actually been listening to the audiobook instead. And um, little spoilers for Sandman. Lucifer uh, quits being the Lord of Hell. And he says, even if I could, even if I wanted go to go back to the Silver City, re referencing heaven, I could not. Its gates are closed to me. Yeah. So that's what that reminded me of right now when he said uh, Utopia's gates are locked, or Utopia's doors are closed to me. So that's why I like, immediately knew he's referencing heaven. Yeah. This motherfucker's the devil. What creeps me out is the fact that he talk. He refers to himself as we. Also, yeah. that's why like I don't think it's a devil because he says, "Oh, you know, I jumped off the uh, the bridge." Yeah, because it's easy to think it's the devil. I, yeah, that's like, the number one yeah, answer. You're free. Music. I think it's just some guy who became a demon or something. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be like his main character is Jimmy C, but yeah. then after he died or whatever happened to him, he yeah. fused with a bunch of other like souls. Like at once. Yeah, the San Francisco Bridge, we haven't even, like, touched that. That is one of the most famous spots in the world to commit suicide. Yeah. every I've only driven across it a couple of times, but every time I think about it, because I've seen documentaries on it, every time I think, like, how many people have walked this bridge just thinking about it? And, like, going back, this is a bonus episode, going back to the episode we just recorded. Yeah. Whenever people get together, there's, like, a, there's a union of, like, energies that, like, come turn into one basically yeah what's what's a stronger energy than like being sad or being completely depressed to the point where like you're gonna end it all yeah i can't imagine something stronger so there's uh, places in the world where like like that where I, I i just believe there has to be something like some kind of energy where like so many people have committed suicide there something has to give the energy just bound together all these different souls took one and now it's just like they just turn into one. You. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to drown you. You know, if had you gone fishing, I would have drowned you. How many people have? See, look, I just typed into Google. How many people have jumped off? That's all I typed. Yeah. Literally the search result, the very first one. How many people have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, which is the San Francisco Bridge? Shit. I went 
went back. <laughs> I thought you were saying shit because of like the number that came up. Because <laughs> I was like, no, I, I had no doubt in my mind that that number was pretty high up there. It is a high number. Between 1937 and 2012, so not even updated numbers. Yeah. An estimated 1,400 bodies were recovered of people who had jumped from the Golden Gate Bridge located in San Francisco Bay Area in the United States. That's 1,400 people in a very small area who have all died, who all chose to die. Yeah. That's a lot of people. It's a big bridge, but for 14,000 people? Yeah. And it's not like it was like they were massacred there or they were killed. No, no, no. They all individually, one by one, 1,400 people, 1,400 people, one by one went there and decided to kill themselves. Yeah. It's a big number. And now they just came back as Jimmy C. That's why the reference says we. Yeah. That creeps me out of the most. The we part. Yeah. There's like a part of uh, suicide will lock you out of heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. That's considered like the greatest sin in most religions, yeah. I think. So Utopia's doors are locked to me. Once again, referencing the fact that if it is like a, if Jimmy C is a creature born from suicide, amounts of suicide, they can't go to heaven because the doors are locked to them. Yeah, he, it's not a demon, it's not the devil, it's something else. It's yeah. literally like it's not malicious. even. It could be like a purgatory type of thing. As a well. malicious entity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I didn't even think about that. That's horrible as well to think because he said, um, had you gone fishing, we would have drowned you. Yeah, that also the reference to like we would have drowned you, like they're yeah. they're actively doing stuff as well. I think it's just like you know, someone who because I, I guess the guy had bad energy, mm-hmm. you know, as we can see from the story, he's not in that space and time. He's uh, not our friend's yeah. not having a good time, he's Will's not, not in yeah. a good place, he's not in a good place. It probably picked up on it just crawled on its back like a demon haunting your back could just it? a malicious spirit just caught on to him no particular reason yeah just realized there's bad energy here it's open to us could it be that like jimmy c is like an entity that like feeds off of like low like energy yeah like on that type of like depression that type of low state that also not to like make light of like uh suicide suicide's a very serious topic yeah but i've I, another random reddit story that i read years ago that i'm obviously not going to be able to find yeah these guys are like i think they're hiking or they're traveling through like somewhere in utah or something like midwest yeah. southeast and they pass through this town and i think they're hiking while they're hiking through this town our main character who's writing the story says that they have this fucking like overwhelming like depression just hit them and they're not sad they're not a they're not in a bad place just being in that specific area they have an overwhelming like desire to kill themselves yeah they say it's the weirdest thing of they've ever experienced as soon as they leave that area it goes away then they talk to like their friend who's right next to them like did that feel weird to you and apparently they both had the same feeling like they had a heavy energy of just depression and it, it just felt easy to, like, I'm going to commit suicide. Yeah. So that, could it be that there's, like, some kind of energy that feeds off of, basically, depression, killing yourself, suicide, and it wants you to do it. So it could, like, feed off of whatever, like, maybe yeah. the act of committing suicide uh, feeds it. You join whatever Jimmy C is. It yeah. grows bigger. It grows stronger. Uh, there's actually a Japanese... Um, ghost i forgot the name of it but like the ghost it uh it'll be like the past form of a person mm-hmm. like that committed suicide and their spirit will like be there but it'll transform into like an evil entity and it'll try to convince other people to commit suicide too so like a thing um maybe like so when you're trying to see right i'm thinking like if what if that's its nature right what if that's jimmy c's nature mm-hmm. it's nothing personal it's just his nature is to get you to do this because it's how he lives it's how he feeds exactly it's natural to him it's another f- it's it's like it's not personal it's just yeah. you're just prey a coyote doesn't feel guilty when it kills a rabbit yeah it's just nature it's surviving that's how it lives that's how it feeds funny enough we saw a coyote on our way to your house we actually so did Oh, it's we, the first time I've seen a coyote in in the city. In the city, yeah, in Long Beach. 
Oh, is it like in my neighborhood? Literally right off the 405. We, we got oh. off the freeway and it was like literally right there just crossing the street. Yeah, just crossing the street. The first time I've ever heard of anything like that. Yeah, just a random, not even big too, kind of small. It was a decent sized coyote. Yeah. It, no, I would say it's more like a, I guess, it's, like a child that's growing up, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. It's like a, it's slightly, it was slightly larger than like a fox. Yeah. Smaller than a coyote, bigger than a fox. It was like in the halfway point, but it was for sure a coyote. I had like the fur and everything. It was a small coyote, yeah. which well, is weird. Yeah. I lived there for 12, 15 years. Never saw anything like I, that. I've I, seen I, raccoons. Yeah. Things like I always hear about coyotes in the city. Never mm-hmm. seen one until that. Until just like maybe a few hours ago. You know where we used to have the bonfires at uh, Cabrillo Beach? Yeah. I've seen a fox there. Oh, shit. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen in Long Beach. What you imagine in the fucking like books, red fox, white tail, long tail too, yeah. big puppy. Yeah. Just a cute little fox. Just wandering around. That's the most I've seen. Yeah. Never saw a coyote here in Long Beach, like in, in the city before. But yeah, back to the topic of Jimmy C. Like, I was going to say, you know, or like uh, Zeus's uh, Japanese spirit. It might not be personal. It's just prey. But no, I think, I feel like Jimmy C did target this man specifically. Because what he said, he's like, we've been watching you. We, I'm the demon crawling on your back. Yeah. He never got him. Yeah. Dude's still somewhat in Southeast Asia. Still living a horrible life, but still. Yeah. And like I said, going back to like maybe it's a natural thing. We as humans attribute good and bad to everything. That's probably not how the universe works. Yeah. Like when you start thinking about other shit like dimensional stuff. Like yeah. a, a big explanation for like demons or like aliens or stuff is like, oh, it's uh, ultra terrestrials. It's beings from another dimension that we just don't know how to explain. Yeah. And they're just crossing into our uh, reality for a brief second. And from our perspective, it looks fucking paranormal because it is to our reality. But to their reality, it's completely normal. Like maybe that type of shit, like feeding off of like human energy or like human lives or souls or whatever the fuck it is, is just natural to him. Maybe there's that's also what scares me. What if it's not just one Jimmy C? Multiple. Yeah. What if there's just beings like this that literally live and thrive off of this type of like energy and there's just out there? Yeah. That's why it's one of my favorite like uh, categories, like not people, not yeah. humans, not uh, persons. Just meeting the devil, but it's not the devil. It's literally something completely unknown, completely different that doesn't like follow the rules of religion. It's literally just something so creepy and unknown. It's not a demon. It's it's Jimmy C. Yeah. Also, the fucking name too, right? Jimmy yeah. C. Well, like the first he gave like this name and Abba. the guy was like, well, can you give me something? Yeah, he said read? it in like a super long Arabic type way. Yeah. And dude was like, say it in a way I can understand. <laughs> just call me Jimmy C. Man. So you think it's like Jimmy C is like the most unassuming name. Exactly, right? You you just go pass by a, a Jimmy C. Yeah. Oh, that's Jimmy. Four hours later. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty of that a lot. Yeah. I'd be like, sorry, man, but uh, I didn't catch your name the first two times. What is it for the third time? Jimmy C. Jimmy C. I'm going to forget that again. <laughs> yeah, that that's one of the weirder ones that I've ever read. Creeps me out. I got yeah. chills right now just thinking about like, Jimmy I, C. I got chills as you were reading the story, bro, and I'm pretty sure I won't sleep silently tonight. <laughs> I thought the story was pretty cool. That's the first time I ever heard it. Yeah, it's a good story, right? Yeah. Fucking Jimmy C, bro. And, yeah, like, and I'm, I'm going to point this out again. If any of our listeners have experiences like that, reach out to us. We'll read it. If hell... We'll get you on the fucking, we'll get you on call. Read it for, you could tell a story on live. If you have a not person story, please, we will have you on the podcast. Yeah, dude, we we got the technology for it. We'll reach out to you. Mm-hmm. We'll hook you up. You could tell your story. If you want to be on here, please reach out. Email us, DM us on the Instagram. Crypto Coffee Pod. <laughs> Damn, we didn't do that on the last episode. I just realized. No, because I, I don't think I had any pictures that were just like me. Like You're right. Yeah, I don't think I had like any option because it was just like, ah, there's no pictures for any of these stories. Can't really plug it in. Unless y'all want to see a picture of Zeus, reach out to us, Chris Pot. No. <laughs> there's only one picture of me on the on uh, Instagram. That's, oh, there'll be that's, more. That's enough for me. Nah, that's a good picture. I like Zeus it. Zeus is our most photogenic, uh, the most photogenic person on this pod. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't even take pictures of myself. <laughs> but yeah, if you have any stories like that, please reach out to us. And if you're listening to this late at night, 
I'm uh, sorry. But this was, you. This was, no. <laughs> <laughs> this was a very more much more serious topic because Jimmy C is a very big topic to me personally and to Jose as well, and hopefully not to Zeus. See, like I'm like I said, I wrote a story similar to this in high school. It was just like for it was for class. Yeah. It was just like this charming man in a like you know well dressed suit, really nice car, just not really tempting you, not scaring you, just talking to you. And you know, I te- I wrote him with the intention of him being the devil. Yeah, some charming man in a suit reaching out to you, knows who you are, knows your deepest darkest secrets, but not really like harming you in any way, just talking to you in that vibe of that fear. Yeah, because you think about it, like Jimmy C was scary as hell, and he did threat say, you know, had you gone fishing, I would have killed you. But that's as far as it yeah. goes. Other than that, he was just like he was talking to him. He did nothing. By the eyes of the United States government, he did nothing illegal. Hell, he bought him drinks. <laughs> right? He was brain friendly. Motherfucker. Showing you his custom license plates. Yeah. This dude was eccentric as fuck, wearing Prada, smoking Marlboros. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one always freaks me out. It's such a weird story. But yeah, if you're listening late at night, hopefully you're not too freaked out. Hopefully you do get some sleep. Yeah. I know I'm going to have trouble sleeping. For I sure. might too. I might too. I might have one nightmare too. I'm at a point right now where I do my dreams are a bit weird right now yeah. because of my sleep schedule. I don't have one of my jobs, so my normal sleep schedule is kind of like messed up. So as a result, the dreams I have, they're weird, but not in a weird way. I'm used to having weird ass dreams like a raptor on top of a zebra with a fucking AK-47 just <laughs> shooting. <laughs> yeah, dude. If I have that, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm dreaming. It's easy to see that and be like dream. But the dreams I have... It's literally me in other lives. Like, yeah. it's other universes, other realities where I'm friends with, like, some people that I've never, ever, like, existed in my life. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, this is kind of scary. <laughs> when I wake up, I'm like, how do I fucking love that guy? Like, that was my best friend. That's my brother. Never existed in my reality. <laughs> Dude, it was me with the apartments. Me with the... I remember the, the apartment story I told uh, a while back. Yeah, the place that you remember as a child going with yeah. your mom. Gro- never like existed. seeing it. Yeah. yeah. Seeing it like change as I grew older. Only realized it never existed. That is currently happening to me a lot. Every night I drink consistently. Every single night I'm doing... A, I'm living another life. Last night I dreamt I was working. But it was with different coworkers. Yeah. Same job, same everything, different coworkers. But I knew these motherfuckers because I've been working with them for years in that dream. I wake yeah. up, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just get pissed off when I wake up. Um, What was it? I was either watching something or playing something recently. And um, it talked about how uh, when you dream, you're just living another life. <laughs> so, like, you know how you said, like, oh, you know, I've had these coworkers. Yeah. And... I forgot what the fuck it was. And it was like every single time you go to sleep, right? You have a dream about yourself. You're living a alternate version of yourself. You're living it's a, a life- window into yeah. another reality. And that shit's just... Oh, fuck. It's Doctor Strange. That's what I was about to say. I know you guys... Have you seen Doctor Strange? Well, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's literally the plot to yeah. Doctor Strange. The like, newest Doctor Strange. I was like, well, what the fuck was that? Because it's not interesting, right? It sounded like a lot more philosophical and horror way. I'm like, oh, no, it's just Doctor Strange. Yeah. I uh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> That's literally the plot to Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, he has dreams and it's literally other universes, basically. But yeah, I'm kind of glad Marvel's going into that direction, multi-universe stuff. But I don't think they're executing it. <laughs> Properly? Yeah. And look, uh... If you want something comic book related, just go watch Sandman. Read read Sandman. Get the audiobooks. The audiobooks are fucking fantastic, by the mm-hmm. way. Go if watch If you Sand- like this, the Jimmy C story, trust me, you're going to love Sandman. You're going to see the Corinthian and be like, see, because when you talk about Jimmy C, I picture, I picture the Corinthian. Yeah. Except uh, not wearing shades. <laughs> not wearing Prada. <laughs> or smoke, just smoking some, Marlboro. Just some charming fucking man. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, yep. Yeah. Reach out to us if you have any stories like this. Like, we'll get you on. We'll talk to you. We'll vet you. Zeus will send you a selfie. Mm-mm. He'll carry you on Apex. <laughs> I, I won't send you a picture, but I'll play Apex with you. No guarantees that we'll win, win any matches. Look, 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 look. $5. Send us $5, and Zeus will get you to Platinum on Apex. <laughs> you want you want to get your, you want to boost yourself up? Boost yeah. your rank? Zeus will get you to Platinum. No matter how long it takes, he will play with you until you get to Platinum. 
we don't even have that a Patreon yet. Just send me five dollars through Venmo. I'll let the boys know and we'll we'll Venmo, set it cash up. App, PayPal. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll give you the fucking MoneyGram address <laughs> for real. Western Union. <laughs> Dude, uh, so I had a deal with Western Union recently. Like, uh, oh, we're, we're gonna oh, go on a okay, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Let's, we're gonna go on this fucking tangent here. This was too much of a serious episode. I want to leave them on a happy note, especially if they're listening late at night. Please tell us. I had a deal with Western Union. Um, family from Mexico was sending money. Mm-hmm. Uh it's see that's how fucked up things are. Mexico was sending money. Oh fuck! I didn't even realize that. <laughs> you know it's fucked. Yeah, they 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 were sending money to us. That's how bad things are right now. Mm-hmm. So. How to do Western Union. Okay, can you tell us your name, your address, and your phone number? Give them the information. Five minutes later. Okay, I need to verify. Can you give me your name, address, and your phone number? Give them the information. Okay, and how much? what's the amount? This is the amount. Okay, cool. Give me... They put me on hold for like the third time at this point. Can you give us your name, address, and phone number? I need to verify this. Again. And again. And again. Okay, just your address. Here it is. Okay, cool. Uh, what's uh, what number? Where are you calling from? I'm calling you from a fucking Walgreens, right? Oh, no, Rite Aid right now because the, the number is right here. The phone is right here for Western Union. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, can you give us your name, address, and phone number? Okay. What state are you calling from? God damn. Jesus fucking Christ! I'm giving you this information like ten fucking times already. If you know the name Western Union, you've been through some shit, brother. Because it's not just Mexicans that deal with Western Union. Yeah. Uh, we live in Southern California. It's Filipinos. It's Samoans. Any outer country, they deal with Western Union. Africans, too. Fucking hell. It's it's fucking brutal. I That's one of the things that I'm really glad about, like, technology advancing. Have you ever heard of Zoom? uh the not the the fucking call yeah uh, oh. video call like thing i think like late 2000s early 2010s yeah it was a better way to send money other than western union yeah and now slowly apps are growing where you could just send like through cash app if they have cash app if in their country or if they have like cash up zell zell or venmo uh, revolut revolut is a very uh popular one internationally yeah revolut is like the best one as far as like sending money through like uh just throughout countries uh it's the best one that converts money basically yeah i'm so glad that's like a a thing now because so many people struggle a lot i remember being in line with my mom to send money and just like western union was such a hassle it's so fucking bad to this day you're dealing with that right now bro it's 2022 that shit's happening across the world still western union is such a weird it feels like we're still in like the 1940s dealing with like the big banks and like Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was a little tangent from our Jimmy C story. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed. Sleep well. Thank you for listening. Have a good one.